everyone, and welcome back. I feel like we need a nickname for our listeners. Do you have any ideas? We might have to workshop it. I got nothing. Yeah, you really sprung that on me. Yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) Um, Well, you won't let me call this uh, him yep, because otherwise we can call (laughs) them him yep, him yepsters. No, that's terrible. Well, anyways, (laughs) welcome back to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We're on episode 1.8, The Duel. Any comments on The Duel Um, to start? Not my favorite, but it had its moments. There's a lot of good lines in it. I have it actually ranked at 105, which isn't great. It's the fourth highest ranked episode we have so far. Okay. IMDb, IMDb has it at 8.2. And I got to say, the, the storyline doesn't excite me, but there's a lot of good jokes in there. Yeah, there are a lot of good like one-liners. And yeah, I chuckled a few times, but it wasn't... You it's chuckled? not my favorite. I chuckled. I didn't hear you chuckle. You didn't audibly chuckle at anything. I did. I think I saw you smile a few times. No, I laughed. It was I more of, the, of a breathy laugh. A chuckle's like... <laughs> You're weird. <laughs> <laughs> True. We start out, well, so we have two, two storylines essentially going here. Well, kind of three. Mm-hmm. I'd say Barney is the C storyline, and then he kind of pulls Robin into it. But uh, the main storyline is that Ted and Marshall are fighting over who's going to get the apartment after Marshall and Lily get married. Uh, there's another plot going of Lily's apartment has been turned into a Chinese restaurant, which I think is a really good mm-hmm. plot line. And then three, Barney's trying to get a something called a lemon law going off the ground as, you know, something that he hopes will spread like wildfire. Mm-hmm. And, he's, okay. and he sort of pulls Robin to that storyline. We start off with our narrator uh, talking to his kids about the apartment, how they've had such great times in the apartment and you know it, how much it feels like home he kind of runs through a few things like um you know lily painting on the on the balcony uh, and well yeah on the fire escape or the oh yeah i guess it's not really a balcony is it no and <laughs> i mean we're only a few episodes in but this is the first time we've seen her do it, and we never see her do it again. So <laughs> you, you think they could have kind of found things that you were going to actually see more than once, but that's okay. Right. Well, same thing with Marshall playing video games. I don't recall another video game ever appearing in the series. There's him and Barney playing against each other. Oh, that's Whether it's true. like the Wii tennis or something, and Marshall's okay, playing yeah, in his right. boxer shorts, and Barney keeps making jokes about how his junk is coming out. It sounds vaguely familiar. You've already, yeah. you've already said you remember, so we don't have to continue on that. Right. No, I, okay, yeah, so that's a good point. I didn't remember that one offhand. The best part about his his schmalty shtick about how much he loves the apartment is Shockey, the <laughs> coffee maker. It looks like a coffee maker that my mom, I think my mom had that one back in the 80s, 70s and 80s. Nice. Did it shock her when she plugged it in? I don't think so. I can't remember us ever actually making coffee in it, but... <laughs> So, Shockey, when he plugs this ancient coffee maker in, I don't even know how this thing makes coffee. He's just sort of like pouring the grinds into the main pot. I don't understand. Maybe like there, you put something in there or you put something on top of it so that it strains the grains from coming back out. I, I just I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I have no idea. 
at any rate, as he's plugging in shock, he, he gives this sort of, it had to last like two or three seconds of being shocked. <laughs> I've had a shock from plugging things in. It's very unpleasant. But it's funny because his face, he kind of smiles afterwards. Right, like, like he enjoyed it. Yeah. By like the little warning that he gives out. <laughs> like plugging in. Marshall's like, saving game. So he, he doesn't want anything to change. He's very happy with the way things are. Lily comes in. She's with Robin. And she says, you won't believe what just happened. And I found this to be a very unnecessary line by Robin. I can't even believe it. <laughs> Thanks, Robin. Insightful. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, do you get... It must be in her contract that she has to say at least one line in every scene. <laughs> so they cut to Lily and Robin out on the street, sort of a, a flashback of what they're talking about, the story they're trying to tell. They're in Queens. They decided to stop by Lily's apartment, which was in Queens. And Lily starts talking to, I guess, Robin off screen made a comment about, like, you know, Lily having her own apartment because the assumption up until this point, I think, by the audience as well as that Lily just lives with Ted and Marshall and Lily decides or Lily says that you know she has her own apartment you know it's an independence thing but she hasn't been there in three months and we as the audience would have assumed at this point that she did live with them so this is news right and I have to say weren't we just talking a couple oh no okay so we're a little mixed up as we talked about last week in our podcasting because 10 of our episodes that we pre-recorded have disappeared. So I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but there is an episode to come in about nine episodes where they're talking about money and they don't have a ton of money. But oh. Lily's apparently was paying rent on an apartment that she didn't actually ever use. Yeah. It's sort of a strange like sidewalk front apartment. Cause she's looking at it and they're on the street level right? and she's looking into it and they can see it's a restaurant from the street. So that sort of seems like a weird spot for an apartment. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, I, it is in Queens. I don't know if that's different. I think I figured out what happened with those with the Audacity thing. Yeah. The files, the MP3, or I'm sorry, the non-MP3, the Audacity files that I had in my file, you know, um, document files, that wasn't like all the data that was required to pull that back in. And so there was a whole bunch of files that were sort of saved into a into a file folder that was created on its own. And without sending those two, the one file's not enough. I, I can't explain it any better no, than that, but <laughs> there's more files than what I sent that all go ah. with the same recording, essentially. There's like, there's like a data file behind it that I didn't also send. Hmm. I just sent the one that is recognized just by Audacity. But when Audacity pulls it in, I guess it, it pulls in like the backup file stuff too. And I didn't realize that, so I just sent the main file. I don't know. That's when I, I did some reading, and that's what it seems to be. Gotcha. Well, so nevertheless, we are re-recording again, so I might get a little mixed up between what we just did a couple weeks ago and what actually happened a couple weeks ago on the podcast. Okay. Lily says, what the hell? They, they're in front of what is supposed to be her apartment, and it's a Chinese restaurant. They, they go inside of it, and Lily points out that's her dresser. There's where my closet is, which is now a a uh, pantry or storage closet. Yeah, looked like there was a lot of noodles in there. <laughs> uh, 
uh, and there's this where I spilled nail polish, and a wait- waitress comes up and recognizes her immediately. Says Lily, <laughs> recognizes her from her homecoming picture, and Lily's like, "Where, where the hell is my stuff?" <laughs> I love this. It's in the back. They could get. I could get them to wrap it up for you. You can. You want it to go? Uh, I'm gonna pull a Steve here. Eh, it's okay. No, I love that. <laughs> you can disagree, but I thought that was really well done. <laughs> they sent her a notice three months ago, where you know they have all this backup mail that she never collected. Right. Well, so we see kind of this flashback and forth to the apartment with. Marshall and Ted kind of asking the questions that Lily asks, like, well, no, you can't do that. You know, you have a lease. Well, I don't have a lease, per se. Yeah. And if if, there, if she was going to be kicked out of there, her 98-year-old landlady would have told her, and then <laughs> right. she starts to think, oh, wait, is she, did she die? Yeah, she never saw the bus coming. I thought that was kind of funny, because you expect it to be die of old age. Right, of course. <laughs> is that another one you didn't care for as much as I did? No, it's, it's funny. I think that's also a little sitcom-y, but... Here we are in a sitcom, so it's fine. Eh, I thought it was a little above the fray. Ted. Okay, I'm sorry, I lost my place. Um, so Ted invites her to move in and says, why not? Nothing's going to change. Right, yeah. They, she practically lives there anyway. If she hasn't been in her own apartment for three months, really, what's the difference? And we do a really quick cut, too, to, the, to McLaren's where Barney is responding to his nothing's going to change and, all, and, and jumps in and says, no, it will change everything. And here we get a Barney. This now, this there's no motivation behind this. It seems <laughs> right. to me that he's trying to stir the pot on this. He's he's starting the fight between them. He's planting all these seeds in in Ted's head. Right, and Barney really has no dog in this fight. What does he care? Right, unless he's trying to cause a a rift, a rift. so he can be the best friend. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> that's the only thing that I can think of that he would be doing. But we don't really see any follow up on that. That's right. that would be the only thing that makes sense and. I guess he does this sometimes where he sort of starts a fight where one doesn't need to be. He does this later with Vic, Victoria. Right. A so girl keeps looking at Barney as they're sitting at the table, and uh, Ted and Robin are wondering who that girl is, and she keeps looking at you, and you know, Barney's like, that's because I look good. <laughs> but we find out that he's on a date with her, although I don't think we get there quite yet. Yeah, no, not, not yet. So Barney's telling, telling him that he's going to get pushed out, and Robin wonders, didn't you guys ever talk about who would get the apartment? And we get our flashback. Yes, we did talk about it, actually. And we get a good line of the two of them. Well, you know, what, what do you think we'll do if, when you guys get married and decide that future Ted and Marshall can <laughs> yeah, make that decision? Future Ted and future Marshall, which is one of our favorite lines. Yeah, we used to use that a lot. Now <laughs> we've kind of fallen off of that. It'll come back. We get one of a couple references to Ted, or somebody mentioning Ted and Marshall are best friends and Barney objecting that he's Ted's <laughs> best friend. Right, and I sometimes Ted humors him with that, and sometimes he really pushes it, like, no, Marshall's my best friend. Yeah, it's inconsistent how much he sticks to the script. So now we find that Barney's actually on a date with a girl that, that's been looking at him. He met her online. I guess he hasn't really said any words to her yet. They must have met there. Right. Because he's really, right off the bat, responding negatively to the way she talks. She's got a very thick Long Island accent. She sort of sounds like Janice from... That wasn't her, was it? Yeah. Oh, why am I so mixed up? We just watched this. (laughs) She has a very Janice-esque Long Island accent, and right away he's turned off. No offense to our friends on Long Island. My dad went to Massapequa High School. Go Bulls! Just kidding. I don't know if that's their actual (laughs) 
mascot. Anyway, so, yeah, don't mind me. I'm really not on my game today. But, yeah, so Barney decides to pull the lemon law with her. Which is his new invention, his new idea. Oh, but before we get there, he's talking about how he's tired of the whole bar scene. He's looking for a soulmate, someone to to stay in with and cuddle, or so it says in my online profile, <laughs> which I thought was a good Yeah, and it's almost, follow-up. it's very close to the spiel he gave at, Ellen, the, yeah, yeah, the, at the matchmaker the week before, so I guess he just fine-tuned that a little bit and developed an online profile. We call that an elevator pitch. He got it into one succinct statement. Gotcha. But it's funny because he met her online, but later he like really gives Ted a hard time when Ted's on a date with somebody he met online. Oh, good point. Good catch. He sets Ted up to do an emergency call for him in case it doesn't go well. This is before he gets to the Lemon Law piece because... Oh, goodness gracious. He doesn't use Did Lemon Law on her. Episode? <laughs> It's the next date that he uses it on. Or no, you're right. It's the next girl, the blonde. Okay. That ha- you're, no, you're right. <laughs> so the first girl doesn't... We don't know what happened with the first girl, right? No, the first girl, yeah. Oh, he's first, already not enjoying that date. Oh, she wants the same stuff. Which I didn't, I didn't quite get this rationale, because he's like, oh, you know, she wants the same stuff, it's bumming me out. Oh, because he put that stuff on his... You know, that he wants to cuddle and all that, and he's sick of the bar scene. She wants the same stuff, which is not what... That's a turnoff to him. But wouldn't presumably that be what he wants, and that's how he's going to get this person into bed, which is typically well, his Yeah, that, that's the strange thing about this is he's actually seeming like he's fi- trying to find a girl that he enjoys on a date and not seeming to care that he's going to get to sleep with her or not. So maybe Oh yeah, maybe I'm just putting too much future Barney into current Barney. So it could be that since we haven't completely rounded out the character yet, his every single goal isn't just to get them in bed. That could be the case here. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not crazy cuz even in my head I had it pictured You're like right. she's in a separate like she's at a different part of the bar and then that other girl was like at a booth like towards the front of the bar. So I'm not crazy. Did you hear Tyler's trying to make as much noise as possible so that... <laughs> to get some attention. Yeah. I'm not going for it. All right, so this girl, the not Lemon Law girl, yeah, he has he sets Ted up to call and so he can play the, oh my God, it's an emergency situation. And Yeah, and I don't like this, the, the Robin. No, it's well, super creepy. Oh, no, but there's a really good line before this, before they, he walks back to see the girl to get the emergency call. Uh, he says that he wants the emergency call. This is his fail safe. And I like Robin's like, you know, Robin, Barney, I would expect more from you. Right. <laughs> and he says, well, stay tuned. I'm working on some stuff. And kind of <laughs> points at his head. I love that line. It's yeah. one of my favorites of this episode. Yeah, I like that one too. Um, I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, we have Robin is going to make the call instead of Ted. And Bar- Robin makes it super creepy. I hate every part of this. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Barney's like, it reaction. doesn't work. It's funny. It doesn't work. He's pretending he has his aunt on the phone. I do like his, why did he think he could build his own helicopter <laughs> line about his uncle? And Robin's, it's like she's being, trying to talk sexy on the phone from like the 1960s or, so, or 50s. It's like, hey, what? big boy. It's like very Mae West. It, it, it just doesn't work. Yeah, I hate every part of it. But the, yeah, the helicopter bit is good. Um <laughs> And there is, you know, a modern family corollary where um, Phil has his friend that built his own helicopter. And 
they do like a, a later reference to it that his friend died. Right. And it's like the day he like went on a game show or something. Or they make a couple references to it like throughout the whatever nine or ten seasons that it's been on. I think it's funny. We're back at the apartment and Ted's drinking coffee. He says, Oh, this coffee's really good. I mean really good. And Well and he's also like kinda it's you know, similar to the beginning where he's like, you know, oh everything's idyllic, you know, Lily's painting and yeah, um, I'm having coffee, and then realizes, like, wait a minute, <laughs> this coffee's too good. <laughs> right. And he goes over, and his reaction to finding Shockey in the trash <laughs> is priceless. It's like a friend of his has been murdered. Right, well, then I, <laughs> I don't think I ever noticed this before, but he, like, actually, like, carries Lily's coffee maker out, like, as they're having the conversation. <laughs> oh, I didn't even see that. <laughs> like, why would you do that? Lily's coffee maker. It's the same coffee maker we had before we got the. Uh, what, do, what do we have now? The Keurig. Yeah, the Keurig, and which and I like that one. I, I'm not all that much happier with the Keurig just because they don't have the right setting size. It's either too small. <laughs> Actually, no, it's all too small. Like the bigger the bigger fill doesn't fill my morning traveler cup of coffee. I feel like we've had this conversation. Yeah, recently. because we're yeah because uh, but we're, not we're, in the, not during no this we did it was during this episode. No, it was much more recently. Well, we did have this conversation during this episode, though. Maybe we did, but I do remember having a very similar conversation like a couple weeks ago. At any rate, it may have disappeared. So I have to otherwise make otherwise we're getting Steve's coffee story twice. I have so I have to make the two small cups, and they're only, they're just a little too they get it to the very lid of the traveler, so it's a little too much. It's really a <laughs> tough life to live. I mean, I don't know how you make it through day to day. Um, Marshall reveals that he didn't much care for Shockey's coffee. It tastes a little <laughs> rust-like. And Ted's like, yeah, I, I guess it did. And he starts to panic a little bit that things are already starting to change. And he tries to point out that, well, you know, that and Lily's, Marshall points out, you know, Lily's coffee maker doesn't shock you in the morning. And Ted tries to argue that, well, the shock really wakes you up. you got to admit. <laughs> so that was all fine. Um, and I do like Marshall's, well, you know what else wakes you up? Coffee. Right. And this time I'm going to say, eh. Yeah, that's your... Although he delivers it well. He rises above the material on that. That's your catchphrase. Eh. Meh. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> McLaren's. Ted's starting to fall for Barney's troublemaking, clearly. Uh, he flashes back to the apartment, and Lily had just finished a painting. And by the way, I think it's awful. Really, I didn't think that one was that bad compared you, to some of the other ones. Really, did you think it was neat, or did you think it was more a neato burrito? It was more neato burrito. Yeah, no, it, it didn't. I, I'm sorry, uh, I didn't. I didn't care for it, and it it's very reminiscent of almost all of her paintings. Now <laughs> it's very I did like derivative. <laughs> Very derivative of some bad painter that exists out there already. <laughs> and I like the one she did last week of the, the flower. But everything else going forward is really bad, in my opinion. And the... I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to think. Like, technically, I feel like it's not bad. I feel like it's a... Okay. Like, maybe it's not the most exciting painting. I don't think it's a bad painting. I, f- I feel like any high school student in art class could have made that. And she supposedly <laughs> majored in art... I don't think we ever figure that out. Well, she, in college, she says she wants to be an artist. Yeah, that's true. 
But I think that's something that's always kind of like left ambiguous. Like, did she go to school for teaching or did she go to school for art? Yeah, and we've had that. Or maybe both. We've definitely had this conversation. I think probably I've, during this. Yeah. Well, no, I think I think we've had in the last five episodes. I think I remember us in some of my. I sadly re-listen to our podcast sometimes. How? The ones that we already have up. Oh, you mean we've talked about this before in the ones that we've already... It's so funny because I hear so many podcasts like, oh, I can't listen to my own podcast. I can't not. Yeah, no, I need to listen to it to make sure that, yeah, the sound's good. We don't have a dog barking in it. <laughs> you, you don't trust my editing. Um, I will refrain from comment. How dare you? <laughs> There was that one dog bark, and I got rid of it. Okay. So, where were we? Um, Lily's painting's awful, but <laughs> Marshall likes it and wants, it, wants to move the swords and hang up the painting. And this is just kind of reinforcing Barney's position of everything's going to change, and they're kind of taking things over. Yeah, and I find Marshall to be like very smug throughout this entire episode, like, instead of being, you know, somewhat understanding of Ted's point of view and realizing, like, okay, let's, you know, make a conscious effort not to, like, take over this apartment. Ted lives here, too. Like, he almost kind of, like, picks at Ted a little bit. I think, yeah, it's kind of reactionary because as soon as he suggests that maybe they'll put it over and move the swords, Ted's kind of like, well, you can't because the swords go there, so going to have to just put it in your bedroom. Right, but even before that, like even with the coffee situation, just like his his demeanor is just a little like I think smug is the best word for I it. I don't think he knew Ted's attachment to Shockey. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. I think they're just two guys that live together that are too lazy to get a new coffee maker. Um, but I do have to say, even if they got the new coffee pot, like don't throw away Ted Shockey. Like Ted choose what he wants to do with him. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I. <clears throat> I could just write it off as they just had no idea that he had any attachment whatsoever to Shockey. <laughs> right. And why would he? It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's comical. It makes for a good laugh, the, the, the face he gives after he gets shocked. But <laughs> but really, who <laughs> with the right mind would want to have that coffee? Coffee makers aren't that expensive. That's true. I don't know. I've never had a roommate, so I don't know how I would feel if somebody threw something of mine away. I feel like I would not be happy about that. We don't even know if it was his originally. It might have been Marshall's. Hmm. Interesting point. So Barney encourages Ted to counterstrike instead of the healthy communication that Robin suggests. <laughs> She's like, you know, why don't you guys just engage in some healthy communication? And Barney's like, no, that's the worst thing you could do. Right. Which makes no sense. But, I also but it's like good. Robin's like, oh, Lily got you a nice new coffee maker. How dare she? Yeah. And then, then the topic of the lemon law comes up. Barney talks about his new creation of within the first five minutes you can claim Lemon Law and get out of the date without having to give any explanation. It's going to be a thing. This is all okay. It doesn't really come back that much. No. It comes back by the end of the episode, which is yeah. Yeah, all you can ask which for, Which is I the guess. point for it. So this is Katie is the character yes. <laughs> with a strong the strong, raw Long Island accent. Yeah. And then he lemon laws her, and then he yells, tell your friends. <laughs> it's funny, because you, you kind of expect her to slap him or throw a drink in his face or something, but she kind of just stomps out. Right. We're at Ted Marshall and Lily's at the apartment, and 
Marshall and Lily talk about how they're noticing Ted's been exhibiting, or Lily mentions she noticed how Ted's been exhibiting some strange behavior. And Marshall's like, well, you know, when he's ready to talk to me, he'll talk about it. And she said, really? Because I think you guys never talk. It's more likely that he'll come and respond with some huge passive-aggressive act <laughs> action. And then we get the delivery of the But giant again, we get English. kind of like smug Marshall. He's like, oh, you don't know Ted at all. <laughs> yeah. And then she, you know, then we get the delivery. And... Uh, I like how you don't even see what it is. Right. You just see it's this ginormous box, bigger than the door. Yeah, and when we come back to it, it's the English phone booth. <laughs> and this is where Smug Marshall really comes into play, because you know, Ted comes back in, and Marshall has <laughs> taken the English phone booth out of the box and set it all up for him very nicely. Well, yeah. I mean, I can't believe the thing came already put together. You would think that kind of thing, <laughs> it would be in more pieces, and you'd have to put it together. You probably had to pay a lot of money. I don't know. Yeah, that was a big box. Maybe... Maybe it came pre-assembled. Who knows? And I want to say that we never see it again and we don't know what happened <laughs> no. to it. Maybe they put it out on the... The Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, the Bermuda Triangle, <laughs> the front stoop. Hey, the Bermuda Triangle. It came back around one That's week right. later. Yep. Marshall's response, because Ted gets into the, well, I like it, so it stays. <laughs> well, I just like him. <laughs> His initially, he's like, hey, your English phone booth showed up. <laughs> I don't know why. I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> Well, now you're chuckling. <laughs> oh, giggle break. Okay. Cocoa break. <laughs> and so Marshall takes down the swords and says, well, I like this painting, so I'm going to put this back up. <laughs> this is a good exchange. Oh, so it's like that. Ring, ring. <laughs> Hello, governor. Oh, yeah. So it's like that. Except better than my yes. cockney British accent. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. It's like that, isn't it? And so now we got a fight between the two of them. We're at McLaren's. There's some more Lemon Law stuff by Barney. Um, Barney points to, and, and Robin's kind of coming down on Barney for all this. And then Barney points to a guy at the bar, and it's uh, Martin Starr. Uh, yeah, Martin Starr, who plays Guilfoyle on Silicon Valley, and he's been in kind of every movie with. The, you know, the, the Seth Rogen gang, mm-hmm. pretty much. Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, Freaks and Geeks is we where we first second, saw him. Our second Freaks and Geeks appearance. Right, and it's funny because he's playing sort of a dork here as a follow-up on his character on Freaks and Geeks, but I feel like lately he kind of plays a bit of a ladies' man in the things he's in. Not so much Guilfoyle on Silicon Valley, but there was the... I feel like Guilfoyle does okay for himself. There was a... Oh... It was a doctor show where someone had a crush on him. Hmm. Maybe it was... What's, what, what was the comedy doctor show? Scrubs? It might have been Scrubs. I can't remember now. And then it was also on Franklin and Bash. Like, people, someone had a crush on him. Like, he was a stud. Oh, I don't remember him on Franklin and Bash. Oh, or maybe it was The Good Wife where he was, like, a ladies' man on that. I, I can't remember for sure. But yeah, I feel like hmm. he plays more the hot guy now than he does the dork. Yeah, he's grown into himself a little bit. His mom is a famous actress. I thought I wrote it down, now I can't find it, but I, I, I shouldn't say she's a famous actress. She's an actress that's been around for a long time, but when I looked at her IMDb page, she has like 150 like guest spots on TV okay. shows. Wow. So she's probably just like a that person right. kind of actress. Well, getting back to... Robin and Barney at the bar. I find this a little out of character for Robin to be so harsh on this. Like, I feel like 
Robin's fairly no-nonsense when it comes to dating. I think this is something she would actually embrace. And she's been laughing at everything Barney's been saying the whole episode. So, yeah, it's kind of a—I think they needed to get her involved in the story a little more somehow. Yeah, that's true. But she seems to kind of be enjoying all of Barney's jokes. She's laughing a lot at things he's saying. Hmm. And you actually get a lot of that from Robin in the first few seasons of— she really seems to enjoy Barney's sense of humor. More so than, say, Lily. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lily's notoriously not a fan. We're back at the apartment with Ted and Marshall arguing about who gets it. Um, you know, they, they argue over who really needs the two bedrooms. And then Ted, you know, expresses his disappointment in Marshall about taking down the swords. Took down and the swords. The swords represented their brohood. <laughs> Is this where they, they have like a flashback to when they got the swords? Is that, no, that's, that's later. later. Okay. So this so, is the very beginning where he, you know, he picks up the sword as he starts talking about, you know, you took down our swords and then they kind of start tussling a little well, bit. Well, first they were going to they were gonna flip a coin. Right. And so the funny part of them, and I don't like the duel, I think it's a little, it's okay. I, I don't hate it, but it, it's just okay. The one thing I do like about it is as he's about to flip the coin, he just kind of throws it and they start right. sword fighting. <laughs> And they, they look like a, a couple of five-year-olds doing it. Yeah, no, their form is terrible. And, and they're just play fighting. I mean, clearly this is not, neither of them are trying to harm one another. <laughs> right. And Ted asks, is this how we're deciding? Or one of them asks that, and they confirm that it is. And then they stop and pause to recognize how awesome it is. <laughs> Why have they never done this before? Right. We get to, we're at a random restaurant, and Robin's on the date with Martin Starr. And it's a future-themed restaurant. It, it's supposed to be on another planet. Presumably. And I, I do like his line, look, if you're a hooker, I don't have a lot of money. <laughs> but there's not a lot of good back and forth in this one, I didn't think. I think they didn't do a, all that much with it. I do. I think the point is, yeah, this is clearly somebody she's not going to click with. He has next to no personality, but... Just out of stubbornness, she's not going to lemon lot. I like how she's he's anticipating the emergency call. <laughs> right. I guess it's happened to him a few times. We're back at the apartment. There's more sword fighting. Ted pleads that you know he's trying to be a little be a little bit pitiable. Of you know he doesn't have anyone in his life. He needs the apartment, and you know Marshall kind of makes fun of him and says you could be with someone if you wanted to. You're just too picky. Yeah, Marshall really calls him out on all of his stuff. Then they then they flash back to when they got the swords. But my one of my favorite words, he calls them anhedonic. Oh right, <laughs> we get another vocabulary lesson in I this like episode. Words. Okay, so I, I kind of looked away on this rewatch. I think it was Marshall that bought the swords, and or was it or is it Ted? Did Ted get them? I don't know if it's said, but actually, I noticed something on the Hulu version again that I don't think was in the syndicated version, but they actually like kind of start choreographing their sword fighting where he's like, yeah, now, now jump up and I'm going <laughs> like, to, I think that's in the TV version too. Oh, was I didn't, yeah. if it is, I didn't remember ever seeing it before. I thought that was kind of funny. But when he, when he, when one of them brings home the swords, the other one says list of life's goals now half as long. Oh, that was Marshall. Okay. At the same like time, they're putting the coffee table together. And they're using glue instead of a screw, yeah, which is kind of well weaved in to happen right before one of them jumps on the table and it breaks. Right, exactly. So it breaks as they're doing this, and Marshall 
stabs Lily, who's just coming in the door as he's kind of uh, it's a very falling towards the door. Fall like he kind of twists as he falls. <laughs> I'm surprised that's well. I guess it. I don't think it went through her. I think it probably just gave her a little bit of a, a, a gash. Yeah, I mean, but they're probably so dull. Right. He said it didn't. <laughs> she didn't get run through. We're at the hospital. Ted and Marshall are waiting for Lily. Ted confesses that what he was really fighting all this time is change. And Barney comes in and turns out he got lemon laud. And he retells the story. He makes a bad. He's on a date and he, at a restaurant. And he makes a bad Jackie O. Oh, it's so bad. Comment. So what's worse, this or Robin's terrible phone call? Robin's terrible phone call. Because <laughs> Barney's thing was really short. Robin's went on for a while. That's true. They're perfect for each other. And there's a not-so-funny scene in the hospital room with Lily. Well, but it, it cuts... I think before they go to the hospital, there's Robin's back in the restaurant, and she gets the like legitimate call that right. Lily's been stabbed. And again, I think this was not in the TV version. Cause, I like, think it was. I don't, I don't remember him screaming at her in Klingon. <laughs> oh, you're right. I don't remember the screaming in Klingon. <laughs> Which was really... I don't know. It was I really liked cool. it. <laughs> But I like that his his point was that, like, without saying it, he was like, you know, essentially, why didn't you lemon law me? Right. So it all comes full circle. Have you ever been on, like, a date date with someone where you're really regretting having been out on it? Yes. What was his name? I don't remember. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I know there's been times I can't, like, think of anything, like, super horrible, but... Was it... In college or high school or after college? I feel like it was college. Maybe high school once or twice. I once asked a girl out and went to pick her up and she had a friend with her. And she's like, I'm bringing my friend. (laughs) And we were just going out to a bar to have drinks. So it wasn't like we were having dinner anyways. Mm -hmm. But it was very, very clearly a... I don't. I don't know if I like this. I don't think like it was supposed to be a non, non, complete non date, but it was clearly. A, I'm not sure if I even like this guy. So <laughs> let's come with me, so it's not so uncomfortable in case it doesn't go well. And um, it, she was right. We didn't like each other. <laughs> I feel like that's my only really bad one. I haven't had a million date dates though. Yeah. Usually things kind of kick off a different way. Right. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I've been on a lot of dates. I've been very serially monogamous for most of my life. Mm-hmm. So. I had one the other day. I, I want to tell you about it, but not, <laughs> not now. Hilarious. <laughs> what we do learn in the hospital room is that Lily doesn't want the apartment. It's a boy apartment. And she's hungry, and she suggests she does just the place to go, and then they're in her apartment restaurant. Yep, and it's pretty good. She points out that you know, those are her glasses. Then there's a, the restaurant music is a mixtape that Marshall made for her back yeah. in college. It's a nice, it's a nice so way to close it out. It was okay. <laughs> Maybe if we ever make t-shirts, that'll be your t-shirt. It was okay. <laughs> well, the next episode is going to be a belly full of turkey. Ah, yes. Traveling to Minnesota. Yeah, I feel like I always feel like I, I don't look forward to this one. But then I remember the yeah the stuff in Minnesota, <laughs> yeah. and then so, some of the Barney stuff is really good too. And I mean, oh, yeah. no, and yes, that's episode. that's pretty much all of it. But I don't know why I never look forward to this one. No, this one's great. 
Yeah. So next week, uh, Lily goes with Marshall to have Thanksgiving with her family in Minnesota and their giants. <laughs> and Ted and Robin decide they have a hankering to volunteer on Thanksgiving. And hilarity ensues. Indeed. Looking forward to it. All right, everyone. Well, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we just got a tweet from a listener that we're being lemon lawed, so we got to get going. <laughs> um, oh, you got to let me do my pluggables. Your pluggables? My pluggables. We got to do um, email us at runklerecaps at gmail.com, tweet us at runklerecaps, and find us on Instagram at underscore how I met your podcast underscore. Okay. Well, everyone, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in again, and take care.